0: This is episode 494 on the 14th of March, 2022. The breaking news of the week is that kohli's average, the discussion which has taken control of pseudo-media, print media, electronic media and every other pseudo-expert who have nothing to contribute, they have taken control of something that is of course ridiculous and average going down from 51 to 49 that has been the point of discussion for a certain Mirat Poli and of course the lack of not scoring a century for the past three years that has been the discussion that the average has slipped from 51 to 49 and also the missing 71st century or more, but what has been really slipping is the lack of content by these very pseudo experts. When you discuss something as mundane as average slipping, it shows the confused mindset, the scrambled mindset that one has. That such ridiculous discussions become important. Do averages matter? No. We judge an athlete or a student by their averages, which is never going away. Everyone says, let's change how academics is seen. But when it comes to marks, grades, subject-wise, things that will never change. Similarly, in sports, we are obsessed with someone as unskilled as rafael nadal winning 21 championships or a certain individuals average going from 51 to 49 if that's the discussion then it shows the lack of content in fact the individuals who create the script for the pseudo experts also don't have anything to add to it so you say let's discuss something which is ridiculous which is abstract which in the hindsight, doesn't even matter, but that's the way the human mind works. We discuss the most ridiculous and abhorrent of things because that's the way things work. And that's not going anywhere for a long, long time. But what's going somewhere is that after the brickbats receive, some from me, for the Indian team after losing to New Zealand and thinking that the World Cup campaign has hit a roadblock, India has put the tournament on notice. Everyone knows Australia is the favourite. Even before the tournament started, they were the favourites. Then I have a simple thing to say, why don't we just hand them the trophy instead of organising a 30-day tournament just to determine either defending champions winning again or new champions emerging who could it be it's difficult to say but everyone has put their focus on australia they will win the tournament they will reach the semi-finals and not lose a single match but let me tell you teams which reach the semi-finals and at the same time, don't lose a single match. It doesn't mean that they will win the tournament. I've seen teams winning all their group matches, getting all the appreciation from the pseudo experts and the pseudo media and other forms of media, and everyone putting them on a pedestal. And suddenly, what happens? They are knocked out from the semi finals, or even if they manage to reach the finals, that is, knockout stages, they lose either one of those so it's not that just because you win the group games or league games or whatever be the format of the tournament you will win the tournament because a certain hype has been created around the australian team which includes the men and women's division and the and this discussion has taken a lot of space in our mind i'm not going to fall for it Lot of individuals fall for it, but I'm not going for it. I don't know who will win. I'm not I'm not even saying Australia has a chance. Australia has done well. They've had their share of luck, of course. They beat England, New Zealand by a big margin yesterday, which means New Zealand tournament has hit a roadblock with two wins and two losses. So anything is possible. Australia may lose their next game, and then everyone will question their tournament campaign then they may win five out of five and reach the semi-finals and everyone will say wow what a performance great brilliant well done all the adjectives that are left in our vocabulary it will come out well let me tell you don't be affected by it of course the hype and the way the australian team is lifted up to certain levels is ridiculous but that's the way it is they win 30 matches in three years and we say wow what a team what a performance that's the way things are we have always put Australia on a pedestal on the favorite map when it comes to hockey and cricket maybe other sports not so much but these two sports yes absolutely but I am not going to fall for this ridiculous campaigning and this ridiculous hyping of certain teams because it doesn't work that way. But India has put the entire tournament on notice. Now, expect this tournament to be a close contest. New Zealand might be in a little trouble, they did beat India but then it wasn't that convincing. It's just that maybe the opposition team wasn't fully focused while being in the match so that's the way things work anything is possible in this tournament of course the india west indies match was something which wasn't unexpected everyone said west indies have won their first two matches wow what a performance But then, when India got to 320, West Indies were never looking to chase. Yes, they were 100 for 0 in 12 overs, but unlike most pseudo-experts and pseudo-digital channels who said the game is over, West Indies may as well well win in the 40th over chasing 320. It didn't happen. They collapsed from 100 for 0 to 155 all out, which can be the impact of a larger problem we can discuss that later but the match on saturday was sensible batting coupled with ruthless aggression and then all the departments got 10 on 10 but it's a long way to go they have england australia south africa and bangladesh as the next four teams So they don't want the campaign to be hitting roadblock after roadblock. They they would want to continue the momentum in this tournament, which is difficult to maintain. Some teams can do it. Some teams just have that luck. Some teams know how to do it because we put certain individuals on a higher pedestal. And when they fall down, when the Humpty Dumpty falls down, no one can put them together again. So will they run out of patience for a certain individual whose average fell from 51 to 49 because runs aren't coming at a premium like it used to come till 2019 in the last two and a half years things have begun the graph is going down of course whatever everyone has their own way of looking at this for me it's fine it happens 49 average i'll be happy with the average of 49. i don't think the individual who we are talking about so much cares if his average is 49 or 9. the individuals who care because they have nothing to contribute because of lack of content lack of coherent words and of course the individuals creating the script For these, for these pseudo experts, also don't know what to say. There's not much of a discussion. So we come, so we discuss something as mundane, ridiculous, abstract, and unnecessary as average. I think when an average pseudo expert discusses the average of a decent batter, it's just paradoxical. The individuals who were discussing this. Never didn't even know what is to score in a match. They didn't contribute. Of course, they're lucky to become coaches of the domestic teams. It just shows the lack of experienced individuals because we have to pick and choose from the most average individuals if if Average individuals are going to become coaches of these domestic tournaments, then it's something which shows that there's an issue, there's a huge issue that is happening. But that match, India scoring 320, West Indies 155, all out, it all comes to net run rate, like it comes to goal difference in hockey and football but what happens in the game on wednesday we'll discuss when the game on wednesday happens till then let's move on to something even more interesting of course the pink ball test the day and night test did not go according to the plans of Sri Lankan team everyone said this Sri Lankan team doesn't have the pedigree doesn't have the players doesn't have the the players don't have the motivation to do because of whatever reasons whatever problems are plaguing the boards or other places i don't think it's something to be concerned about i still think the sri lankan team or the 20 24 25 players right now the past three four years they are talented it's still a very good team despite these tempestuous performances i don't think anyone saying that we are obsessed with the one who have retired over eight nine years ago why are we still stuck in that time War okay those individuals did well whoever they were they are not important they are not significant they did their job but their contribution was not even 10 percent and then when those individuals played the other teams did not have Quality enough to challenge them, so they so they were able to get away with whatever they could. And how did how? Why are we calling those individuals great because they were hitting century after century against teams who did not have quality bowling, or their inferior bowling was able to counter the semi-inferior batting of other teams, and that is how they won. But then those who are obsessed are also contemporaries of those individuals and then we put everything in a time what we love to go back and talk about the good old days that's how it used to happen that's how it should happen but what happened in this match India made 250 Sri Lanka were bowled out for 100 india got a lead of around 140 and what happened they gave a target of 450 to sri lanka in this particular match which is very interesting they gave a target of 450 to sri lanka india declared at around 300 and then Sri Lanka were given a target of around 440, they are 1 for 28. And everyone thinks the Sri Lankan batting doesn't have the pedigree, it doesn't have the talent or whatever. Let me tell you, even if these Sangakaras, their Bhatanes were still there, hypothetically, even those individuals don't have the quality to survive. So I don't think, talking about that, is going to make much of a difference so let's not get carried away by this situation let's not start jumping oh my god there's a problem there's a problem there's always a problem when a team is bowled out for 100 despite having good players will say they don't they they don't apply themselves they're obsessed with 50 overs they don't have the commitment towards the five-day game that's every time this happens we see this i don't think it's a concern I will never see it as a concern that I will put it in words I don't think. Yes, I don't know who will reach the finals of the Test World Cup. All teams are open, every team is winning some, losing some, that's the way things work. And of course, when the matches are drawn, it makes it even more difficult. So, 12 points are on stake for all the teams in this particular tournament, so anything is possible. Anything is possible. But then the question comes, how were individuals watching this match? I was watching it through a normal cable network because I know when I watch it through a digital platform that is the internet-based cable networks, they will be buffering no matter how much we boast about the quality of the internet or 5G, 10G, 20G, whatever be the situation and then the question comes is mobile phone overuse equivalent to substance overuse equivalent to addiction well that depends from person to person that depends on what you use your mobile device or your electronic device for do you use it to just browse through and waste time on the browsers and just look for things just waste time well that's subjective but let me read these lines and then we'll discuss it further our work social and entertainment our work social lives and entertainment have been inextricably tied to our devices and the and and a few events have made it worse I think, no, work, maybe social, no entertainment. Yes, but my, but I watch it through the television and not all the time. So I'm not all the time watching unnecessary videos just because I think watching videos will give me a lot of education. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. It never works that way, but it depends from person to person, but not all dumb, smart, phone news is bad sometimes smartphones make us happier in which and connect us to other people are you kidding me smartphones make us happier that dead as a dodo device that inanimate plastic silicon based object makes us happier why because i can message somebody and they can send me send me a message back i can send them photos they can send me back photos i can share videos how does that make me happy no it doesn't and it's not about being happy because because the term happy is being misused over here the mobile phone is a mobile phone whether it's a feature phone or a dumb smartphone it doesn't matter the question has always been how do you curtail the use and the things given in this article and, uh, and the and the article talks about certain things, certain ways to curb the use. Why have we come to a situation where we have to discuss curbing the use of a mobile phone or an electronic device? Why do we need such articles? Why do we need an external individual telling us, no, it's good up to some extent. It's It can be negative up to other extents. Well, that depends from... That's something even for which I have no answer to. Is it good? Is it bad? Well, if I don't use a mobile phone, what will happen? Somebody will message me, I'll message them after a few hours. So what? It's not the end of the world if I don't message someone. Not as if I've never used a mobile phone before. I've been using a mobile phone for the past 16 years, so I know where to draw the line, where not to use it, where to separate the digital and the analog part of the situation. I know, but let's see. Phone or screen overuse isn't officially recognized as addiction or substance use order do we really need to recognize do we really need someone to tell us no it's bad it's it's neither bad nor good it depends on the person it depends why are you using the mobile phone for is it for your profession where you need the mobile phone to be in constant touch through messages with that person okay then using the mobile phone for that purpose is fine if you're engaged in a video call with somebody for professional purposes not just calling someone for the sake of calling someone then it's fine but if you're lazily browsing if i if if i don't need a mobile phone but because i have nothing to do i'm i'm thinking what should i do let me just use my phone and just look at some videos on some video channels because i don't know what should i do i'm confused Well, then that's kind of an issue If you know why you're using your electronic device for especially the mobile phone, it's acceptable. But if you don't know why you are using it and you're just using it because you think you don't know what you don't have anything to do, then it's not a concern. But the person is scrambled. They have a scrambled mind. So I think So what are some of the ways to curtail the use well don't use it when you don't want to use it if you can have an analog option and have an analog option when you know that there is no use texting someone who will not reply and why text someone when you already texted someone then there's no need to check after every few seconds whether that person will reply but then human beings are a pay- impatient lot and we will check after every two seconds the person hasn't texted the person hasn't texted back what is happening is there a concern or someone texts me and i don't text them back immediately immediately means in the next three four seconds and they are concerned why aren't you answering the messages where are you that's one thing we have to remove but it will not go away because it's a perennial problem it's not going away so whether you use dumb smartphones or feature phones it doesn't matter just because the dumb smartphones have millions of applications and the most ridiculous one being the application telling us you have overused your electronic device Cause so that's ridiculous as if I need another application inside the application to tell me that I have overused or I've not used or I've, or I've spent too much time on a certain application. If my brain cannot tell me that why will I trust the application? And how do I know the application is not deceiving me? That's the most important thing, but let me just. Take you through some of the examples given here. One approach has found to be highly effective is to completely avoid using all screen, not just phone, from anywhere, from a day to a month. But then, are we connecting mobile phone use to other? addictions well that depends on what addiction means addiction has had several meanings it has gone through several changes over the years and the mobile phone itself as an entity has been there for the past 30 years but only over the past decade have we started being concerned or over the past two years when certain events happen and we had to use our mobile phones when we couldn't meet individuals face to face. But I don't think that's a concern. I have a mobile phone on my desk just a few centimeters away, but I'm not going to pick it up. Why? Because I know what what will I do while picking it up. I will check a message. I can check a message an hour from now. It's not as if if I don't check a message, I'll be insulting that person not checking the message. It doesn't work that way. That's just the mindset. The mindset has to be like, okay, You have to be smart about it. And of course, when we call these dumb smartphones smart, when we are giving them this recognition, when we are giving this silicon-based animate object smart, then we are the ones who are dumb, not the smartphone. The smartphone is an inanimate silicon-based object. It will always remain an inanimate silicon-based object. If I don't use it, it will not start crying. It will not suddenly leviate from its place and come to me and say, use me. Search something through me. If I switch off the internet, I switch off the internet. But some of the another example is you can also make your phone less visually engaging by changing the screen to grayscale or turning off notification. I think I have done these things even before such examples were relayed. grayscale. Well, if you want to change your phone to grayscale, then maybe you can start using this particular form of the mobile phone or. Periodically rearranging the apps on your phone so that they become harder to find and less likely to lure you into a mindless loop of checking and rechecking simply out of habit. This is, I don't agree with this. Rearranging the apps will not help. The thing is not to have any apps on your phone. Yes, you are forced to have that X messaging app. I don't even like it. But have because it's free you can send messages and videos and whatnot and you can engage in conversations for hours in dumb conversations sometimes for hours but it doesn't work that way i don't have i don't have millions of applications on my phone i don't need it i have better things to do but that's not the point the point is is it substance abuse well that depends on the use of that particular device but then it's something which we all have to contend with it's not going away it's it's the mobile phone is not a concern it's a dead inanimate object if i don't use it i don't use it if i'm mindlessly using it then the problem is within me it's not the phone it's whether the phone is visually appealing or not is not important even even the most visually appealing electronic devices can be ignored for me electronic devices should be used for the purpose it's they are there for so even if i don't browse through i don't check things i don't look for things it won't it not be the end of the world if i'm look if i'm doing it for a specific purpose for a professional reason i do it i take a break i come back i i do the. i do what i, I have to do on that particular device and then i can switch off the device it's not the end of the world it won't hurt me if i don't use it so i don't it's the person who has to say that, okay, this device is important for me because I have to use it for a specific purpose. But if I'm mindlessly browsing through old photos, getting all nostalgic, dumping the phone with photos and then later realizing that these photos have taken such a lot of space and then we delete photos while crying inside, okay, I I don't have a backup to these photos. I will be, what will I do when I have to look for something? Well, that depends on the person the phone is not going to do anything the phone is a silicon based dead inanimate object and will continue to remain so your electronic device addiction depends on how you use it if you don't use it it's fine if you overuse it that's your problem it's not the problem of the device the device as i said Very similar to smoking or alcohol. Just because you have a bottle of alcohol in front of you, doesn't mean that you have to consume it, right? It's all in the mind. Just because I have a mobile phone in front of me, if I don't want to use it, I will not use it. Whether that is an issue or not an issue, that depends from person to person. this ends episode number 494 on the 14th of march 2022 stay tuned for the next episode and i will be back with episode number 495 on the 16th of march 2022 by the till you wait for the next episode put these books in your must read books column once again put these books in your must read books column